brewery goes full cyberpunk. The driest January is a threat to British pubs. Find Nemo anywhere except a beer label. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. If the regular news makes you want to drink, just wait and see what will happen when you listen to the shit hailstorm that is the craft beer industry. You basically turn an M- into an M.C. Escher painting, but for chronic alcoholism. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. How are you today, Tyler? I'm good. How are you doing? I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, uh, I, I've, I've got word today that a... Uh, they're still keeping it a little bit under wraps, so I'm going to so I'm going to uh, 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 honor that request. But a a fairly prominent uh, 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 California brewery is looking to uh, expand into Idaho, so um, that's gonna be exciting. Um, do I, I know said brewery? You, d- you do know said you do know said brewery. Well, when we wrap up here, you're gonna have to tell me. Okay, everybody else is going. God damn, I'm gonna get inundated with people going. Which one is it? I'm like. I told him I wouldn't tell anybody quite yet. He's kind of keeping it on the DL uh, until a few things get wrapped up. But uh, that was the highlight of my day. I don't know. How about you, Tyler? Uh, you know, I'm just getting prepared for the gauntlet of events this weekend. So is February a, a, a high time for beer events? I mean, I know Destination Beer was last weekend. Yeah, we're not a part of that. Okay, um, congratulations. Yeah, you know, the whole having to donate beer thing really just rubs me the wrong way. But That's, that's fair enough. Um, but no, I have two different tap takeovers and then a grocery store tasting. And then next week have another tap takeover. And then the week after that have uh, doing beer at the McCall Winter Carnival. So... If I uh, if if I if I told you at any given time that uh, you could either do a tasting at a grocery store or uh, put a, a paperclip directly into your eye, which one would you choose? A thousand paperclips, <laughs> just one after the other. I wonder because that seems like a vaguely horrific experience. And the worst part, it's one thing when it's in like Boise. This is in Ontario, Oregon. <laughs> the only thing that the only thing the only thing Ontario has going for it right now is legal weed. So you know, you, so. and I didn't even set it up. I'm filling in for my coworker who is dead set to it you. up. Is dead to and you. Right? Then, <laughs> and then realized his father was going to be in town this weekend after he'd already booked it. That dick. And I'm like. <sighs> But I'm a good guy. So. And what are we drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking what I had in my fridge. It, so I'm drinking a Lonesome Larry Lager from uh, Sockhead <laughs> Brewing. Just happen to have one of those laying about. Don't you, don't you go out and get beer for this auspicious podcast, you lazy son of a bitch? Sometimes, but we're doing it on Wednesday night instead of Thursday. So it threw off my... At your behest. Yeah. This was, and yours. <laughs> this is mostly your scheduling conflict. And, well, mine too. Anyway, okay, fine. <laughs> what are you drinking, Jerry? I went out of my way, okay, to ha- to go get Five a- feet from where you clock out. Five. Turned around. 
<laughs> five feet. <laughs> I'll have you know this was this exact can was six feet away from where okay. I had to clock out. Uh, we talked about it. We got it in. I had to try it. Um, it is the Firestone XPA Extra Pale Ale, a a designation I am proud to say has never ever been used in the history of craft beer. And that sound you're hearing is Tyler trying not to scream. Ugh. While I while I uh, uh, tell you what, I'm gonna take a moment. I'm going to uh, sample this beer. Would you like to fill the dead space with a rant about this? Extra pale ale already came, had a time, and then converted into session IPA because they realized customers were too dumb to understand what extra pale ale was. So they're like, "Well, it's kind of like an IPA, but it's more." You can drink more without being fucked up, so let's call it Session IPA. Well, then that didn't work. Then it became Locale IPA. Now, apparently, it's trying to go back to Session IPA because people have the memory of a fucking goldfish. Please tell me that that that, that has been a rant you launch into at least at one grocery store. And if not, <laughs> you absolutely need to. <laughs> maybe, on your, maybe on your last day, just... Oh, no. I would run into that if someone's like, have you tried this new style called an extra pale ale? And I'd be like, well. Well, I guess today is the day I lose my job. (laughs) You know, if I went out for that, I'd be proud. I'd be like, you know what? Worth every second. Uh, If you're listening and you want to uh, annoy the piss out of Tyler... Uh, uh, this week. Uh, apparently go to Ontario, visit grocery stores until you find him sampling beer and ask him about and just remark how and in, how much of an innovative style that you find the extra pale ale. That was, I had someone ask me not too long ago if we were going to do a West Coast Pilsner and I don't think my eyes could have rolled any harder. <laughs> so, uh, as for their uh, Pale Ale 3.0, their grand reboot of a, a of a, a Pale Ale to try to differentiate it between this and an IPA, I mean, it's got a very prominent, very nice, like, tropical fruit. I We, we, we talked about what hops were in it. Um, I know Strata isn't among, you, uh, among them, but I get, like, that pineapple-y tropical fruit, almost coconut aroma on it that makes me think strata it's got a very very bright uh citrus peel like tangerine peel mango uh pineapple hop flavor cleans out very nicely with a moderate amount of bitterness and it's a very very drinkable beer uh is it is it all that distinguishable from an IPA? No, no, it's not. And, and it, what, what is the alcohol of this? He asked quietly to himself. Um, you make it hard to. It's at five percent alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't quite have ha, have as much of the heft as as say a uh, five point three according to their website. This just says five percent. So, well, fuck you, Firestone. Um, um, but Nelson Sovin and Mosaic. I do get, I mean, I do get that, uh, that, uh, that kind of sharpness on there, but 
again, I almost make me think more strata, but I uh, is I it's a nice beer. Is it a is this going to be the beer that uh, makes people remember what a pale ale is and reawaken the style? No, it, it tastes like an IPA. You can say you can say XPA, extra pale ale, session IPA, locale IPA. Uh, drink this, you fat fuck IPA. Ooh, we should make that a style. Uh, it's just a kind of a low way. Shove it down you your gullet, you alcoholic inbred. <laughs> it's a hard, that's a lot to get on one can, but I think we can work on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, a nice beer, and uh, and and now that I've uh, and, and while we're talking about. Uh, uh, Talking about things that make you never want to drink again. Uh, dry January is killing England pubs news now. Brits do dry January. Brits, Brits invented dry January. What? I figured that's like sacrilegious. I, like, you you would think that that is a uh, that 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 seems almost quintessentially American, but uh, but no, this actually comes from British tradition or you know. By British tradition, I guess I don't know British from the last ten years or so, but uh, no, they were the ones that uh, that and 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 giving the the predilection of our British neighbors for self annihilation. It actually sort of makes sense that that of any culture they would designate one month going. How about we just like lay off this one month? The rest of the year, balls to the wall, you know, puking in a in a garbage bin and uh, and and passing out on the subway, but uh, uh, but or the tube as they say. But uh, that but one month, uh, we'll we'll give it a rest. But um, uh, and then you got the Irish and the Scots who, if they took a month off, would collectively die from the hangover. Correct. Um. And I, to be fair, I think dry, uh, January was always a rough time for pubs. I mean, even when dry January was a relative oddity, uh, January just feels like a good time to reset the booze tolerance. Like Christmas and New Year's are booze-soaked bacchanals that leave your average imbiber broke and hung the fuck over come January 1st. And it seems sort of natural to just want to take a bit of time off, only to let your liver heal. And if nothing else, just like see if you get the shakes, like even if it's just for a couple of days, like not drink for a couple of days. I'm like, are the DTs hitting? Nope. OK, I'm probably good. Uh, yeah, as opposed to like you mentioned, like the Irish or the Scotch, where they're like, ah, do not need those pink elephants showing up. We better probably just keep on pushing through this. Uh, they're like, do you want to survive this? Don't stop. <laughs> At least I think that's what separates your run-of-the-mill booze hounds from your hardcore alkies. Uh, you know, the guys that you run into that make you wonder if they if you've actually ever seen them sober. Um, that look like they have Parkinson's, and then they take that first shot of the day, and they look like a, the most skilled surgeon with the steadiest hand, and you're like. That first moment, like, holy shit, are you drunk already? And then they have a couple drinks. You're like, oh, you were stone cold sober. Oh, mice. Oh, you have a problem. <laughs> Those people that make you go, you know, I previously like made, I would make jokes about myself being an alcoholic, but I, I need to reevaluate because a, a, a uh, uh, next to you, I'm a 
basically. I'm a nun? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also hard to tell how prevalent dry January is in our neck of the woods. Um, reports vary from a shrug and a dismissive comments to the fires of hell are consuming this brewery and everything we've ever worked for. So I suppose it depends a bit on your customer base. I don't know. Dry January in your neck of the woods. What's it like? Uh, I mean, you notice an impact there, but that's not necessarily all dry January. Some of that has to do with it's winter time. People don't want to go out when it's snowing. Uh, everyone got their credit card bill from the holiday season and realized, oh, fuck, I need to stop spending money at the bars. Um, so... It's a noticeable drop, but it's not all dry January's fault. Well, and that's why I said January seemed like a... That's where I think it came from. I mean, January just seems like a good month to just reset because, yeah, the weather is is fuck awful and you're, you're, you just spent all your money on Christmas. So, But according to this article from The Guardian, um, Great Britain, uh, uh, the situation is leaning more toward the apocalyptic. Uh, James Tapper explained in an article that pubs are trying to augment themselves while trying to keep people uh, coming to the pub, even explaining with no small amount of desperation that a pub is more than just a place to get shit housed and make bad decisions. It's where life happens. Um, uh, the Guardian reports that it is the driest dry January ever. The British Beer and Pub Association says that sales are uh, overall down 7% from this time last year. And specifically, sales of spirits have declined by 29%. Oh, uh, shit. Alcohol Change UK. You might remember them from a piece last week. Uh, they are the Killjoys throwing a minor hissy fit about the Olympic pairing with the AB InBev, which put mm. me in the very unenviable position of having to defend the IOC and AB InBev. So fuck those people. Seriously, if whatever you're doing or saying is forcing for me to come out and say, hold on, AB InBev isn't that bad, then fuck you and the horse. Actually, better yet, fuck you with the horse. Alcohol Change UK uh, began the Dry January campaign 11 years ago. So they're actually the uh, uh, the parents of Dry January. You can blame them. Um, and says that a record number of people downloaded their Try Dry smartphone app. Um uh, I think an app that would, yes, it, uh, I think an app that would make What? <laughs> Why do you need an app to not drink for a month? Like, how fucking technology dependent are we? We should do fucking dry January from technology. I'm pretty sure if you look for it, there's an app for tracking your poop. Uh, and I don't know, you look that up. Um <laughs> but a, I mean, there's an app to track your baby's poop. <laughs> that somehow makes sense. After I, I've I've had a baby, and it's did he poop today? Did he poop yesterday? Has he pooped this week? I don't know. Um, and then you find out. Oh, yep, there it is, all at once. Uh, mm -hmm. uh Parenthood, all up his back. <laughs> Parenthood, it's awesome. Highly recommend. Uh, you you uh. According to a survey issued by the British Beer and Pub Association, it says a little over of the two thousand people of the a little over two thousand people they surveyed, two hundred and sixty three or eleven percent reported taking part, and a third of those were doing it for the first time. 
Um, I should note that it just says uh, uh, that their exact wording were 11% attempted dry January. And if you've uh, if you've been in this business uh, uh, any length of time, you'll notice that a lot of people fail at about January 10th. Yeah. Uh, shit. A lot of people fail about January 3rd when the hangover wears off. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then I think it's like statistically by like January 17th or 19th, most people fail their New Year's resolution or give up on it. So dry January is kind of lumped in with that stat as well. So uh, the survey reports, no great surprise, that younger people are far more likely to take on dry January. Um, but there's also been a surge of older people putting down the booze for a month. Uh, or even for good, uh, along with increasing studies that pretty much put to bed the idea that uh, booze was ever good for you at all. Add to that, the UK economy that's still reeling from energy hikes and uh, as a result of the war in the Ukraine and the general chaos from Brexit. How is that going for you guys? Great idea. Uh, a lot of people who don't have the money to make us uh, uh, to make us up at the par uh, the at the let me try that again. There are a lot of people right now who just don't have the money to make a stop at the pub part of their daily routine. Um, so how's a pub supposed to survive a bad dry January or going forward at all? Um, well, James Watson, an advisor for Campaign for Pubs, says uh, what he calls low no, uh, low alcohol, no alcohol, uh, has got to be part of the equation for pubs these days. Um, coffee, craft soda, and of course, the recent recent release of uh, of several higher quality non alcoholic beer options, um, they, or hop water and mocktails. You know they've you know they didn't mention hop water there. Uh, I don't know if they're if if they're just not worth mentioning in the article if they're not a thing in the in the UK. It wouldn't surprise me if that's an American thing with our, our predilection for hops, but yeah, give it a couple years. Uh, a big part. Um, of the the equation that and we've talked about this as as far as the craft beer and, uh, landscape as it matures um uh booze isn't enough uh sadly enough or maybe not uh to stay in a uh to stay in a business people can drink at home and actually after the pandemic they've been increasingly prone to um the pub or the brewery it's got to be a meeting place uh uh a third place, as the article uh, describes it, as in a place that's not work or not home. It's a place besides that you regularly go to. Uh, it's worth finding a reason to, to for people to gather, whether it's jam sessions or writing circles or even a trivia night. Um, as the collapse of places leaves precious few where people can gather and... Typically, those other places get rather fussy if you try to bring a beer in. So, in the in the in the sake of being able to uh, gather with friends and bullshit or gather for some purpose, uh, make a point uh, if you are. It is we are now in, uh, uh, in February. Uh, if you've if you've uh, successfully uh, done Dry January, I think you should treat yourself to a visit to your nearest brewery to double down February. And uh, and because it can't be entirely up to that one guy who's drinking, I think he's up to like 500 beers a year. 
Yeah. What's going to happen is just that one dude is going to be responsible for financially propping up the entire every British pub. Well, him, you know, via the money he raises on Instagram, people will still be buying beer, but they're not going to be drinking it. They're just going to be buying that one dude beer who's going to be drinking it all. And that's not a healthy life choice. <laughs> it's, it's it only kills life. one liver, though, <laughs> instead of a bunch of livers. So, hmm, is that so? Do you think that might be a better idea then? Just as like general, just like have one designated drinker for a population. Maybe. Uh, which, speaking of that, uh, one of my coworkers got a text message from one of our distributor reps out in. Pendleton, Oregon, and uh, it was a note that the retailer had left uh, by the slot that of our product that was out of our Imperial IPA that's 9% in a 19.2 ounce can, and it goes, uh, we need to up the amount we keep here. We have a regular that drinks six of these a day. Holy shit. Drinks six 19-2s of a 9% beer? Every day. Again, there are people out there in this world that when you where you kind of go, do I have a drinking problem? And then you go, oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. It's seven. We did the math. It's like seven and a half pints of beer. Seven and a half pints of beer of seven and a half pints of 9% beer. Yeah, I'm like, he's drinking almost a gallon of 9% beer. Every day. I'm like, that is great for our numbers, but that dude is going to die soon. <laughs> like, it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> uh, another happy news. Tyler, what's next? Well, <clears throat> what's our favorite thing to talk about on this podcast? Um, how much you hate uh, slushy beers. Besides that. How much you hate uh, uh, pastry stouts. Besides that. How much you hate uh, new incarnations of IPA. Besides that. Uh, how much you hate... <laughs> just how much you hate, Tyler. Just the random... <laughs> well, I was thinking terrible beer laws and when beer laws are trying to get changed. Uh, that'd be a close, uh, like... Tenth, I think, yes. That we talk about them a lot, but I don't think they're my favorite. My favorite is just is when I find one. Of the, I often often pick stories based on how much I think they're going to piss you off and lead into a long rant. But well, uh, Georgia, uh, their craft brewers guild uh, decided enough is enough, and they are warning state officials that if something doesn't change. Breweries in the state are going to go belly up. So, if you're like, well, what's going on, Tyler? Right now, breweries in the state of Georgia are prohibited from selling directly to local grocery stores, restaurants, and bars. They must hire a distributor for selling to outside establishments they can sell it in their own establishment but they cannot sell it outside their building without the help of a distributor um so a new bill is working its way through the general assembly um that would change that um 
they are trying to get the ability to self-distribute and calling out kind of the outdated beer laws that require smaller companies to go through the large distribution companies, usually with contracts that were are almost impossible to get out of in some states are impossible to get out of um and uh really kind of limit the revenue that you can have as a smaller brewery because you're paying a margin to that to said distributor to sell your product as well as the breweries who choose then to not go with a distributor are losing out on some potential advertising almost where if they sell it to a place like where you work jeremy and someone comes in and goes oh what's that beer and you're like oh this is a brewery right down the road they could then go check out that establishment as well i don't think that's i don't think that's how it usually works it's it's usually on the line of oh i've never heard of that brewery where are they oh they're in idaho oh and they move on but best case scenario <laughs> fair um so they are pushing uh the head of the brewers guild in georgia claims that he's already knows of several breweries that have decided to shut their doors because they just can't make it without the right to self-distribute idaho for all its shitty laws that we have is a state that does allow self-distribution it is a state that uh i can't believe i always have to say this is fairly progressive with its beer laws it really i think if we've learned you and i have learned one thing about doing this podcast and covering beer laws is that idaho is not good not it, it well, sorry, Idaho is not bad, not because that there is some forward thinking or some or some strategic planning when it comes to uh, uh, building the industry. It's mostly because the uh, laws were too archaic uh, to really deal with craft beer. And when it came time for craft beer to happen, most legislators said, uh, 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 do things, sure. uh, whatever they want. We don't care. We're, we're really busy collecting money. From I was gonna say, and then they got painted in a corner where they're like, the government shouldn't control enterprise, and craft breweries were like, perfect, so we can do what they want, and they're like, ooh, wait, mm. you got like, you got like three old Mormons that'd be like, you know, craft beer is a sin, you're like, fuck you and the horse, yeah, uh, but the craft brewers guild in Georgia does expect strong opposition from the distributor lobbyist. Uh, but say their bill has bipartisan support and they're hopeful they can get this pushed through and enacted into law to help smaller craft brewers in Georgia. Excellent. So, again, I feel I, I, I keep on feeling we should, like, go through and do a survey of all the uh, of all the beer of all the beer laws and try to, like, distinguish which one georgia never fell fell really on my radar except for a minor tiff between the i remember georgia due to how they enforced the three-tier system um i believe they were the ones that couldn't get hard mountain dew or had trouble getting hard mountain dew in oh the humanity i mean i that's almost a credit to their yeah <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> if you 
if you if you want to see what hard Mountain Dew is like, I have a photo essay on our Instagram feed. Go back and uh, scroll through <laughs> some of those, and you'll see several pictures of a man uh, having uh, first taking a drink and then questioning his will to live, and then questioning really whether the universe should exist if it allowed something like this. Oh, I, I question every life choice that has gotten me to that moment. <laughs> at one point in time during that, I was like, fuck, I should have stayed working at DirecTV. That's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, sad state of affairs. You're like, DirecTV, that would have been better than this. It was hell's butthole, but right now... <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, what do we got next? Uh, marketing IPA to kids news now. Uh, Tyler, uh, how do you feel about marketing beer to kids? I assume you're, uh, a, a huge fan, huge fan. Uh, I, I'm kind of over the whole, like, super cartoony beer labels that are like, you're like, that looks like it's just going towards kids. If... A kid wants to drink, like, whatever. I don't really care. It's not my prerogative. <laughs> Am I going to sell it to you? No, because I don't want to get arrested or slapped with a fat fucking fine. But if you want to do it, not my problem. Not my monkey. Not my circus. But on the flip side, I got to say, one of the biggest strokes of marketing genius was the fucking Joe Camel from the, like, that that '90s is like nostalgia. Joe Camel is pure marketing, like bliss and like the pinnacle, because that camel was more recognizable than fucking Ronald McDonald and the Golden Arches. They beg children. They, they mentioned it was more recognizable than Mickey Mouse. Even the article that I got this from. Yeah. Which so I'm like, touche. It fucking works. Which I gotta, I'm thinking on what trailer park where is someone, if you show a kid a picture of Mickey Mouse, he goes, I have no idea what that is. And you show him Joe Camel, like, oh, that's what mommy smokes. Um, she <laughs> Camel bucks, baby. Camel bucks. Um, uh, uh, it's funny you should uh, uh, mention that. Um, and I, I, I would judge you uh, for saying that you don't. You're, you're not terribly concerned with kids drinking, but then again, I have sold um, all the ingredients to make booze to people I'm pretty sure were underage and have <laughs> felt nothing except for a source of admiration for our uh, for for the for the coming generation. <laughs> well, that's like, the thing in uh, Idaho. There's no law to buy brewing equipment. Is there any law anywhere that you can't sell yeast and sugar to somebody? Oh, I'm sure some in somewhere in the deep south. There's. I don't think. I mean, because it's. I. I don't know how you could legislate yeast or sugar. Like sugar, you definitely can't. Um, and yeast. I mean, you could say, well, you can't buy brewing yeast, but an enterprising individual. Baking yeast works. All right. Yeah. It doesn't work great. I don't recommend it. But it does fucking work. So the the ingredients are available, and they are available to anybody who's uh, enterprising enough to figure it out. But, um, but I, but yeah, I've also uh, had this moment that that you mentioned, where I looked at a brightly colored can advertising a Jolly Rancher whipped cream tutti frutti milk sweet dessert sour, and said, at some point, 
Someone is going to dig up this whole marketing to kids thing, and y'all are going to have a hard time denying that you are not trying to market this directly to kids, because there's a cartoon bear in front of it chugging from a jar of honey, okay? Yeah. Uh, The only time I really got upset when someone was like, this is unnecessary, is when, was it Ohio Band Founders Breakfast Out? Because it had a kid. With a kid on it, which is like a little bit... Hey, uh, okay, whatever. It's not that. I mean, it's one. On one hand, you're like, fine if it'll make you guys happy, but you're. I think you're missing the point. But yeah. Um, well, it seems a version of this has struck New Hampshire. This comes from New Hampshire Public Radio by Todd Bookman. Um, a group of teens um, are calling for lawmakers to re-examine laws around beer marketing, saying that beer, especially craft beer, increasingly features bright, colorful cartoon characters, sometimes even characters that children would recognize. And because of that, they are maybe inadvertently, or they, although you get the sense that the kids are accusing them directly of marketing beer to children. Um, they Why have, do these care- kids care? Um, they they had with them several empty cans of beer, including a beer from Concord Craft Beer. Um, uh, Finding N-E-I-P-A uh, was the name of the beer uh, with the uh, in the font of Finding Nebo with some colorful fish and of re- and of course, other references to the cartoon Finding Nemo. Uh, the group Do- Dover Youth to Youth charged that such cans that feature cartoon characters kids would recognize encourage kids to drink. Um, well, also, can we stop the blatant, like, trademark copying and infringement <laughs> and just blatant knockoff of so much intellectual property and in craft beer? Like, that would be awesome. Uh, Danny Lynn Somer, a member, a member of the group, said, quote, they're most likely not going to pick something uh, that's big. Uh, that's a big, boring bottle of beer. Kids go for something that's more enticing to the eye. So okay. do adults. First of all, you are adorable, Danny. Um, I'm fairly comfortable assuming that the closest thing that these junior narcs in training have gotten to a delinquent <laughs> behavior is accidentally being at a friend's house five minutes after c- curfew, only to look at their phones, have a panic attack for an additional 10 minutes before tearfully calling their parents. Um, Let me put one fear to rest. Any kid that's likely going to want to get their hands on some illicit booze is not going to pick a hazy IPA just because it has a cartoon character on it. For no other reason than that, it's probably a $6 can of beer. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say... Four beers for $24 or 30 beers for $24... I know what Tyler Teenage Math is saying, and I'm going get me two of the thirty beers. Exactly. You 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 don't you don't go shopping for a uh, for a hazy IPA because it has Finding Nemo on it. You do what's God intended. You pay a hobo to go in and buy you fucking Steel Reserve if you don't just smash and grab it outright from a convenience store bottom line a hazy ipa is not the ideal teenage booze and if they had any uh uh or you get a plastic fifth of vodka i I mean again you you almost had to go you guys have never done anything remotely like wrong have you you again you guys are adorable talk about privilege 
if you and all your friends are drinking hazy IPAs <laughs> to get drunk at party, that's being a rich motherfucker. Um, but I will say that their point is well-founded, if only because, given the hysteria that does occasionally flare up around these kind of advertisements, it's a good idea and good business to avoid it altogether. If it's not a local group of bored, soon-to-be hall monitors, then it's some church lady with a bee's nest up her hoo-ha, or some Karen whose husband is banging his secretary to avoid her for some reason. I can't imagine why. Someone is going to throw a hissy fit, and it's best not to have a product that that they can wave in from legislators in some legislator's face who needs to drum up outrage about something other than the fact that he's completely in the pocket of his corporate masters. There's just no upside to it. So... Uh, here's how it works in New Hampshire. Um, they have a liquor commission, and one of their duties is to approve all alcohol labels, and it is within their power to block any label that could induce minors to drink. Um, the bill youth to So youth. what the fuck have they been doing then? So the bill youth to youth proposed. Well, their idea is basically that, I mean, that's basically what the language says. It just says that... You can block a uh, a beer label if you think it markets the kids. What youth to youth propose is adding language to the to this law that spells out uh, quote cartoons in particular as well as toys, robots, fictional animals, and and creatures that are consistent with uh, other products marketed at minors which should be banned from labeling on uh, on beer labels. It would also create a board to handle appeals for rejected applicants, which is yet another good reason to be mindful about how your marketing looks, because uh, this, of course, sets up a whole new layer of bureaucracy that uh, that you'll have to deal with as a small business. You don't want these people to feel like they have to step in. Nothing good comes of it. Um, it's one of those, it's like, I, I was, when I was reading this, I got this, uh, 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 we were talking about something completely different, but the kind of the, the, uh, the language applies. You want regulations? Cause this is how you get regulations and they ain't fun. Mm-hmm. You want FDA regulations? This is how you get them. All right. You know, same type of, this same type of idea, um, to Concord's brewing credit. Uh, when the New Hampshire Liquor Control Commission brought up the Nemo-themed label with the brewer, uh, they had, quote, a constructive conversation with the brewer, uh, and Concord Craft agreed to change the imagery, which I can assume from Concord Craft's uh, 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 position was like, really? Okay, okay. whatever. Yeah. yeah, sure. We are very sorry we did that. What Did we do that? Uh, whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, and of but of course, another layer of bureaucracy is going to cause problems. Um, if you look at that list, uh, once again, cartoons, toys, robots, fictional animals, and creatures uh, that might be marketed to children, go through your local bottle shop and peruse the shelves, and you're going to realize a problem pretty fucking quick. Let me put it this way. Um, uh, uh, if, if those same uh, little dark kids go through our shelves... Great Notion's not going to be a thing anywhere in the Pacific Northwest because that's mm-hmm. kind of their motif. Prairie came to mind. Yeah. Yeah, Prairie comes to say, mind. Great Notion is one of the biggest offenders when you brought this up, in my mind. Which, uh, some of their beer, I, I, I kind of go, guys, you're like, you're the poster child for this, so I'd like dial it back like five points, all right? Um... 
But when, like, for example, when it comes to cartoons, okay, we're talking, are we talking about, like, direct references to well-known children's characters? Because A, fair enough, don't do that. B, like Tyler said, copyright should step in at some point in time. You feel like the copyright owner might step in and go, hey, maybe don't put our kid's character on a beer, you degenerate fuck. Um, mm -hmm. So would Pelican... For example, would that violate but that, this law? But that, I mean, that's a good question. Are we talking about any colorful human-like or animal-like renderings and holy fuck nuts peruse the same shelves with the loosest definition of cartoon in your mind and you end up with a situation like what Share Brewing out of New Hampshire faced even before this law was even proposed um, when the commission uh, you know, that we brought up uh, rejected a label of his based on the idea that it might influence a minor to drink. Um, and the offending image in question was a rendering of the co-owner's dog by a local artist looking happy with his tongue out. Now, what the exact nature of this was, was it like a cartoon dog? Was it a realistic looking? What was, it's hard to tell, but he later appealed, but you could see where this could get truly absurd real fucking quick. Yeah. To quote Dan Innes, a Republican state lawmaker, quote, the hard part for me is how are these decisions going to be made? And that is where it just gets messy. And he's right. Um, never mind about colorful images on cans of beer. What about like alcoholic monster, boozy Mountain Dew, Spike Sunny Delight, Eggo Waffles brand liqueurs, which is a thing I've just found out about. Lipton hard iced tea, <laughs> Arizona hard iced tea. <laughs> The question becomes, where do you draw the line at branding to kids and branding to nostalgic adults? And my personal response is that you can't. Adults pining for a simpler time when their lives were nothing but sugar and transformer under ruse are basically as discerning as your average child. So if you're marketing to one, you're marketing to the other. <laughs> my, my quibble is not with uh, the, the, the group, this, this uh, uh, youth group specifically. Again, these flare-ups happen. I'd be lying if I said I'm not a little worried about a society producing a generation of young people who seem perfectly willing, if not eager, to tattle to the state house. But that's beyond the capabilities of our industry and definitely beyond the focus of this podcast. And they shouldn't be listening anyway. But on, if, if, if on some incredible off chance um, they or teens like them are listening right now, shut off this podcast now. Or I you will. Mark, bitch. I will call your parents and tell them exactly how many times I've said fuck. Okay? You might be skeptical whether or not. Fucking I can losers. Actually, you might be skeptical whether or not I actually have your parents' fucking phone number, but I would retort. Could you physically withstand the parental disapproval when in just this rant, you've heard the word fuck two, no three. I think you've said four, 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 four times uh, in this rant alone. Never mind the rest of the podcast. Didn't think so. All right. I should take care of them. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> there's a bunch more. We will tell your parents that you heard that many fucks. You should be ashamed you heard this many fucks. Anyway. <clears throat> These hissy fits have happened before. They will happen again. Maybe we should count our blessings that was a Finding Nemo IPA because imagine what would happen if these kids found out about pastry stouts. Never mind the labels of the beers themselves that... Uh, that's, well, never mind the, the beer labels. The beers themselves sometimes seem like what would happen if you gave a five-year-old complete freedom to make a beer. 
when you get a <laughs> lacto bomb chocolate chocolate caramel marshmallow fluff stout and even with without even the suggestive marketing on top of it it's going to be hard to say that no part of you realizes that some kid might be interested in this at least with an IPA even a hazy IPA they might buy the can take one Try sip and be like this is terrible yeah <laughs> Uh, those some of those stouts and and dessert sours. A kid is gonna lap that up like it's a, the candy that it goddamn is. I'm just saying. And then they will die of diabetes. <laughs> That's much worse than the alcohol. I'm just saying that in this frenzy of con- trying to concoct new flavors and new labels to compete an increasingly crowded and indifferent market, it's worth a brewery taking a moment to look at their marketing and say. Is this a Joe Camel situation and not like the brilliant marketing way in the this is going to come back and bite us in the ass type of way? Um, and maybe take another run at it. Um, and the thing is that Concord Brewing um, is not the worst offender. Uh, I, I, uh, I'll, throw their, I'll throw their beer label on our Instagram. I'll throw it up as the cover of, of this uh, uh, episode probably. Um, but you kind of go and like, oh, there's much worse uh, offenders of this idea that I can name off the top of my head. We actually named one. Um, it, and the fact that that wouldn't have registered among the top 10 beers I'm a little concerned with, uh, that's worth keeping in mind. And great notion. I mean, seriously, some of it, dial it back. Like you make good beer, you make good beer, but dial it back just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You want regulation? This is how you get regulation. There's a narc in, there's there's this group of narcs in Oregon. You know there are. Oh yeah. Tyler, uh, what do you have for us? Well, Jeremy, we're gonna talk about a new brewery opening up. One that embraces AI, wild yeast, and beer futurism, whatever the fuck that is. I don't I, I hate them. I want them to die a slow and painful death and then burn in a fire. Uh, so a new brewery opened up in Columbus, Ohio, called Species X. Um, I'm give- all right. Now I'm going to go to rant. The letter X is increasingly being tainted. Stop! Just <laughs> it's leave it to porn. It's a rather innocuous letter. It was at the end of a lot of words. Not a lot. Xylophone only exists to to have a word that starts with X in children's books. Okay. Otherwise, it's it's a it's a it's a great letter to end a word with. It's an okay letter to have in the middle. This doesn't. It's not a leading role. Quick throwing it up like it's edgy cousin of Z, of uh, Z. Uh. Well. So. If you're like, what makes this brewery so special? Um, it's not just, it's promoting itself as not just a full service brewery and taproom, but a research and developmental hub for experimental brewing. Um, they are going full neon theme, baby. Uh, they're promising it'll be experimenting with AI, data modeling, wild caught yeast fermentation, and genetic engineering to brew some cutting edge craft beer. When the fuck did AI start brewing beer? I know they're just talking about naming the beer or like developing recipes, but I was like, AI can't brew a beer because they don't have hands. So, yeah, the Terminator is only like another couple of years away. <laughs> uh, 
But the head brewer, Bo Warren, is launching uh, two douche. series. <laughs> Bo, two series. Bo Warren. <laughs> I. I don't know. I don't know what this guy looks like, but I can already tell you what he looks like. He he looks like that that uh, that duck fucker we were ta- we were looking at last week. <laughs> uh, but he is launching two series of beers to celebrate tech culture. So you'll have the silicone series or silicone species and the carbon species. Uh, so silicone species will originate from artificial intelligence and machine learning building unique models to generate novel beer recipes with human-engineered guardrails. The carbon species uh, will include fermentation methods that are both novel and ancient, such as yeast hybridization, genetic engineering, mutagenesis, novel capture, and spore germination, um, and... The article has some of the different beers they're going to be having. They're going to launch with three beers from each series, ranging from light, crisp lager to a unique triple IPA made in collaboration with Prototype Brewery, as well as a sour. Um, There's some fun collab ideas going on there, they were saying. Uh, Species X is also partnering with John Crone, author, leader, or leading thinker in the field of machine learning and host of the Super Data Science podcast. Um, and Jeremy, you do you remember Platform Brewing? I do remember Platform Brewing. They were doing their own experiments in uh, in uh, uh, mold mutagenesis and uh, and uh, unique uh, augmentation of uh, of worker. Uh, platform Genesis, if I remember correctly. Well, Species X is in the same building. Well, at least it took have over a... the former platform brewing. Area. At least they'll have a lot of uh, of unique spores to work with. Um, and one of the pictures you can see a table with a, a computer that looks like either code or Chat GPT on it by some of the fermenters. Um. They are serving beer, spirits, and wine alongside food. Uh, they'll be open Wednesday to Sunday. Um, and uh, the founder uh, actually used to be head lab tech and lead brewer over at Aslan Beer Company. Uh, a, 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 they've made some good stuff down there, but every, everything I've gotten from them has been like, oh, eh. They they did do a fantastic smoke saison. That's about the best I can say for them. Everything yeah. else has been like like vastly overrated. And damn, their beer prices at their tap room fairly affordable. Oh yeah, even with the uh... so uh, six dollars looks like. Uh, Almost kind of the price across the board, except some of the silicone species are seven and eight. Fair enough. But the first thing that comes to my mind, okay, so we're we're in an era where we've uh, where where there's actually been a a, a not insignificant <coughs> backlash 
against the uh, against uh, AI when it when it concerns, especially like labor relations. Never mind what happened to uh, uh, to uh, um, to Sam Bankman-Fried and the rest of the crypto bros and. Uh, the 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 general uh, uh, anxiety that you know the the that we've watched as uh, as as uh, the likes of Elon Musk and uh, and uh, um, uh, Zuckerman have uh, said oh Zuckerberg no, no. Zuckerberg thank you um, you know we've watched their utopic visions uh, kind of crumble into a a a, a vicious uh, uh, cage uh, match uh, well. <laughs> I was going to say uh, a, a totalitarian scheme of surveillance and uh, and and marketing of your every uh, every action. Um, it's uh, a and you're going to and you're going to take uh, uh, the the glorification of that and apply it to craft beer, guys. You are a few years too late for oh. everything you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, this just seems like the ultimate hype brewery, like trying to like be like buzzword picking and my guess they're out of business in like two to three years i again this brewery opening it up opening up in in or or they completely rebrand change their whole theme because no one gives a shit that your recipe was created by chat gpt well i mean never yeah never mind uh uh you know uh uh what you're trying to do when you're talking about like the genetic engineering of yeast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, imagine how soul crushing that trying to explain that to a customer who doesn't understand what a pale ale is. Where the person that comes up and goes, um, I only like ales, uh, but I don't like any of the light beers. Well, what's that one? Well, that's the one we've crafted. We've actually, we actually use a CRISPR craft nine to take the uh, genetics from a, from a Saison yeast and a Belgian yeast to craft something. Well, is it an ale? Uh, I guess I don't like ales. I only like, I only like dark beers like porters and stouts. <laughs> Good luck guys. I hope I wish the best for you. <laughs> I don't want Anything with an IBU over 25, I'll take that 10% Imperial Stout that's 100 IBUs that I don't know. Again, I wish you the best. I wish you the best because uh, I I don't actively wish uh, uh, bad things happening to people who seem to be setting themselves on fire. It just seems to be piling on. Tyler, do you have anything else to add tonight? Nope, not tonight. Uh, this has been it's all beer. Uh, you can get a hold of if you uh, if you'd like to uh, 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 get a hold of us, and uh, if if you work for this brewery and like to explain um, why uh, uh, us luddites are wrong for assuming that this is going to uh, 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 die in a pile of uh, broken dreams and flames, uh, you can send it to us at it's all beer at gmail dot com, or what or just have one of your uh, uh, robot minions just deliver it directly to. Us. Um, we also, and then I'm gonna walk in that door like the fucking Terminator, <laughs> with just wild yeast and a cannon, just spraying it everywhere. I <laughs> uh, can get a hold of us at saltbeer at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram where I, uh, I I post some fun pictures and such, um, including a, a a complete douche nozzle having a duck orgy. Uh, you can check that out. He probably looks like this guy. What was his name? Bo. 
Warren. Boar Warren, yeah. He probably looks like Bo, or, you know what? Bo Warren aspires to be this guy. Uh, you can go check that out on our Instagram feed, uh, uh, which also feeds into our Facebook page. Uh, I keep thinking we should do, uh, we with with the, with with uh, 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 Twitter or X, uh, Receive my uh, receive my previous rant. Uh, pretty much uh, 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 becoming a dry hole for us. I don't know. We should probably pick another social media. How do you think about? What do you feel about TikTok, Tyler? Are you goodbye? Really, <laughs> are you willing to bust out some dance moves for this podcast? No. Won't pick up. You won't just go out and get a beer. You won't bust out some dance. I'm starting to have some serious, serious uh, concerns about your commitment to what we're trying to do here. Anyway, um, you can uh, uh, you can uh, pick up the podcast on uh, iTunes or Overcast. That's the one I've been trying to figure out for the last. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Overcast. Uh, we're also on. Um, yeah, I guess Google Play went away. Was it? Was YouTube podcasts? We're there. Yeah. And and Spotify. You can look us up on Spotify. There's the other one I keep on forgetting. I wrote it down this time, so. Nice. So, so yeah, that's some premium level marketing because I am on top of it tonight. Uh, but, um, uh, and if you'd like to, you can uh, leave us a review on our Facebook page or, or uh, I think on iTunes. They still, I haven't checked that for a while. I probably should. But um, end of good marketing. But that'll be uh, uh, quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to drink a beer that was not created by robots. (laughs) Have fun.